Hi, I'm Jen Sherlock, and welcome to my lifestyle podcast, Live Without a Nest. The podcast showcases people who live fearlessly and have the ambition to create something. I'll showcase change makers who have decided to let go of their safety net in order to survive. So let's jump right in. Hi, I'm Jen Sherlock. Welcome to Live Without a Net. I have an amazing guest today, Bridget Boykovsky. She's the owner and founder of Brands Talk, and we became friends through a book that we co-authored together, and I'm learning so much about her. Such a joy and great energy always. Um, I'd love to start with you being a former flight attendant and what you learned from that job to apply to entrepreneurship today. Hi, Chen. Uh, it's so good uh, being with you today. So as a flight attendant, I mean, actually becoming a flight attendant was my, my dream as a little child. And um, so whatever I'm dreaming about, I usually go for, or at least I try to. So as a flight attendant, um, usually you, you constantly live outside your comfortable zone because there's always something coming up. Um, it's like you have to pivot in real time to any irregularities and adverse situations. You never know what's gonna come up. And that's also how we were trained. And um, I basically, yeah, I was used to make myself feel comfortable in the uncomfortable. So you have to be courageous. You have to be brave because if you don't know what's going to come up. You, you cannot expect a flight to be just a normal flight. Usually you have 50 normal flights and suddenly something comes up. It's little things that are just, um, yeah, you have to handle in the moment and you cannot wait to uh, say, okay, I do that in half an hour or in an hour. That might be too late. Yeah, so that is uh, also something that as an entrepreneur, um, you have to keep in mind uh, that um, there are things coming up that are just, yeah, just a very challenging. Yeah, so there you're in, basically in the same flow. Uh, it is like walking on clouds on a path that is not paved. Yeah, you have to walk it, and every step towards and into it, into this unknown makes you stronger than and more confident and resilient. So I think my resilience or perseverance that I have, I have learned in that job every day. Yeah, so we were really, I was flying long hauls mostly and uh, on five different continents in a month and uh, always on the go and uh, always being uh, confronted or had to face different situations um, to manage. So. It was a really interesting life and I learned a lot and I also learned about myself a lot. So how I react in certain situations and also I discovered my love to serve. I loved it to serve people and make them happy. I mean, when you have people for 12, 13 hours on board and you get to know them and uh, it's just wonderful when they disembark the plane and say thank you. You 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 provided me with such a wonderful service, and I like that. So I like hosting people, and uh, that's what I took away. And that is also something that is uh, my purpose to to serve others. And now I just serve differently. <laughs> yeah, I love that. 
it makes you feel good. It's just like giving back in a sense. Yeah, it's just, you know, when you help others or serve others, you feel good. And this is, this is the most um, rewarding uh, thing uh, on earth in your life uh, that you can have is to, to, to feel joyful, to feel happy. And it's mostly when you have achieved something or in combination or um, when you are helping other people. So it's usually another person involved now that you are helping. Right. I've been reading more and more how happiness is a choice and bringing joy is a choice. And mm -hmm. I find it so interesting and it, it does matter who you surround yourself with and that energy. Makes exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's really about, um, first of all, figuring out who you are and, and, and what makes you happy in life and go for that and unapologetically. So you deserve it, you know, um, that's why you're here to have fun, to, to be happy, to serve. And, and I think the key is to surround yourself with the right people, not with the people that drain your energy. Yeah. It makes you miserable. It makes you unhappy. And why should you be unhappy? So why not going for those people and surround yourself with those people that, that you make happy, they make you happy. And, um, yeah. So, um, give you energy and motivate you and inspire you. I think that is, that is the goal. I agree. I'm still working on it, but yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, huge, it's such a huge difference to spend your time with the right people. But every now and then, like I check myself and I'm like, the, you know, that person kind of drains me, but sometimes I still give my time to them. And it's like, I need to work on it better because it, it is such a difference when you surround yourself with uplifting people. Yeah, I mean, it's always easier said than done, but um, it gets easier with time because you remind yourself early enough that there is something that is not feeling good right now. And in earlier days, I would say, yeah, it is like that. So I was kind of fine with it, not being happy and then worrying or yeah, feeling devastated or something like that. But um, that's not true. You, you, you always have this choice and why shouldn't you choose for something that makes you feel good? And it is okay also to let go of, of people that maybe they served, um, served a purpose for a certain period of time because you both learn something, you both grow from it, but there might be, yeah, an end to that as well. It's terminate. And once you let go, then you're open for other um, relationships and connections or a network or to surround yourself with people that are just um, in the same situation as you are and or you learn from each other uh, going forward. So that can be a lifetime relationship, but it can also be something that yeah, just holds for a certain period of time, you know, until you change again or until you, ma you make the next leap. Yeah. Sounds like you are kind of a butterfly in a way, if I can think of that. You've had different life experiences. You were a flight attendant, then you got your PhD, correct? And you started yes. teaching at university. I want to hear about that. But then now you're an entrepreneur. So I just, you've had many life lessons. So I just <laughs> want to know, like, how did this change come about? And I know you're so happy talking about the freedom that you have now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I went for my, my childhood dream that was flying and after a while I felt some void, you know, in, inside me I was missing something. I love the job, I love to travel, I love to the life in the air and uh, this freedom and, you know, um, going here and there and learning about different cultures and living. I mean, you almost live there when you, you stay at a certain destination in Bangkok or in Sydney for, for 10 days then you get used to, to a certain um, way of life. And um, so I really enjoyed that. But still, I felt there needs to be something else in my life. So I was, if I may say so, uh, intellectually not challenged anymore. So I, I, I knew I need to do something because it cannot continue like that for the rest of my life. And in addition to that, 36 was uh, the age when the contract terminated. So our boss, it um, was Nicky Lauder, the, the former Formula One car race driver. He started this airline and he wanted young flight attendants. So with 36, um, yeah, the contract just terminated. And, wow. I knew, and there, there needs to be something else afterwards. So I was a little bit, you know, it stressed me because I'm a person I like to, you know, um, to learn and, and, and um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a person I am passionate about, um, yeah, um, evolving and developing and trying out new things. And so um, I thought, okay, what, what am I doing? And I decided to go back to school. So I, I went to university, I, I studied international marketing and management and business education. So I'm also a certified teacher <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I really enjoyed that because I, I, I could also teach international, uh, um, I can also, I'm, I was together with a bunch of international people at that time and um, since I studied this international business and international marketing and management and, and that helped me also to reach out to other cultures and that was really perfect. I also studied uh, one semester at UCLA in Los Angeles and one semester in Singapore at Nan Nanyang Technology University. So I also tr um, to try to kind of get the flavor of a student in a different country. And that was a wonderful experience. Yeah, so I studied and then my aim was always going back to the airline industry. It's an industry I really love. It's, it's, there's always something going on. It's very dynamic and uh, it, it's, it's the door to the world, right? And then um, in, in, in 2000, um, the airline industry was going through really strong turbulences. Uh, in, in, in fact, and uh, yeah, lots of mergers and acquisitions were going on. So they did not hire. Yeah, they rather fired than hired. So everything, the whole energy I put into studying was like, I do that because the result is I can go back to the airline industry and work in the corporate, get a job there, have a career, climb the ladder, uh, on the ground and not in the air <laughs> and it did not work out it did not happen because it's just the the industry changed so much yeah so that was really painful for me because my whole dream about what I actually wanted to become yeah was not a, I couldn't fulfill it anymore so 
I really had to pivot and then I worked in different other industries and then I was always um, flirting with a thought, yeah, maybe you do your PhD. And then I ended up doing my PhD, <laughs> which again was at the Department of International Marketing and Management here at the um, um, VU in Vienna, at the universe, Business University in Vienna. And so I could travel again and go to conferences and also teach international students. And so I was, it was kind of, you know, a good feeling to, to be a, a global person again, because I love to be a global person. And yeah, and then um, I knew I want to go back to the industry. Um, but before that, I did one school year teaching at AMSL at the University of Missouri in St. Louis, uh, international management. That was also uh, a, a great uh, experience for me. And uh, because I'm very U.S. affine, I like the, the U.S. lifestyle. And uh, this time it was not on the coast, not on the East Coast or on the West Coast. It was right in the middle. <laughs> and it was also a really interesting experience to get to know this culture. So, um, yeah, and then I came back and uh, continued teaching on a sideline because I, I, I don't know, I, I really enjoyed teaching, but I didn't want to make it my, uh, my main job. So um, I worked with um, an international real estate company um, and I, I, I built up the market research department, but it didn't last for long because then the financial crisis kicked in. It oh, was a Another huge setback for me because I had a promising career, I would have gone to Amsterdam because the headquarters was there. And, you know, it's interesting. I think real estate is an interesting industry. And I really, it, I, I think it, it went well with my personality as well. But I do too. Yeah. It didn't make, yeah. And at that time, the university uh, was looking for, um, for teaching professors. So I was asked if I can take on more, more teachings, more courses. And this was very welcoming because I lost my job in the financial crisis right after the first few months into it. So we were kind of bankrupt. And um, yeah, so then I started my, my temporary career in the academia as a teaching professor. So um, I taught all the different kinds of courses, uh, global consumer behavior, global strategic management, global brain management. So, and that is where my, my love is. It's all about branding and it has always been. And uh, this is also the topic or the area where I have made myself, uh, uh, yes, uh, I um, self-employed basically. That's, that's, that's what, my, what my business is all, all about branding yeah so I did this uh, until last year in February um, then my my contract terminated and another setback was coming up I I you know I wanted to start to go into companies and do workshops and you know one-on-one -on -one trainings everything about branding and leadership and how branding and leadership ties into it and you know, all that and and um, then Corona basically rolled in and uh, I could not, um, yeah, um, use my my business model I, I intended to, um, to, to work with and 
then uh, I had to pivot again. So what am I doing? Uh, yeah. And then, you know, always when you are at a point, you don't know what, what's going to come next and, and how should I pivot and, and, and uh, how do I manage all of that? Then there are these opportunities. It's, it's unbelievable. And then, you know, COVID accelerated all the, the way of how we work, um, going online and, and digital. And, and so the whole thing just shifted online. And that was basically in hindsight, hide uh, a blessing for me because now I'm all digital. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in the future, I will do both, but um, this is this is basically what 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 helps me to um, to make to make my living and also leverage my core competences as a course creator. So now I'm doing everything online. I'm I'm also working for this executive academy that does MBA programs. It's a spin-off of, of the university where I create online content for courses. So. Um, that's how I fell in love with online courses. And now I'm starting my own online course um, that I will launch in fall. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of twists and turns and uh, lifespans um, that uh, had to end because something new has to come and going along with lots of setbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really strong in who you are today. And I think because you were a flight attendant and you've probably been to 50 countries. I don't know. I'm sure you've been to a lot. So it's I like, think, yeah, I, I counted them. I think it's more than 50. Wow. I mean, yeah, it's a few countries. I just saw the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether that counts. It counts. It counts. You touched down. That definitely okay, counts. That's definitely more than 50 because sometimes when I made an announcement, I, you know, when you fly four legs a day or, or more, it's like you go to, bar, let's say, um, Milano and then back to Vienna and then to Nice and then back to Vienna or on, on charters, you know, in summer, you, you just forget where you're going, you know, right. and once I did the wrong announcement, uh, was, I don't know, we were going to Barcelona and actually I told them we're going to an island on Greece and it was like, <laughs> A huge shout out. Oh my God, where are we going? It's the wrong plane. <laughs> so, yeah, but that is fun too. Yeah. I mean, passions, passions so funny. Yeah, very forgiving. Once they realize it's everything is fine. <laughs> right. I'm just thinking there's no better person than you for teaching global brand strategies. Like, I'd love to hear more about like how you describe a global brand, what makes a global brand, what it is. Now, yeah, uh, global brains, that's, that's uh, a very fascinating and interesting topic. Um, global brand, strong global brains um, have a kind of a myth character. So uh, they are desired by, uh, let's say, uh, a lot of people from, from different country markets. So uh, it's this one look uh, one voice that you have to have to be perceived in, in all the country markets basically in the same way, you know, like Coca-Cola you have or like Nike, Nike, let's do it, yeah, or the swooth, um, or uh, it's, it's, you have a, an appearance uh, that is globally recognized, right? And the trick is of strong global brands um, when you are in all the different country markets is also to a certain extent localized. 
Yeah, there's like Starbucks is also a good example of being a global brand. I mean, you know what you're getting and, and the whole concept and the look is the same, but they also localize to a certain extent. So when you go to, um, let's say, the uh, Arabian markets, you know, Middle East, what is not there on the logo? The mermaid. So you have to adapt. You cannot use the same logo. Yeah, because of religious reasons. And um, then also you kind of have a core, let's say, menu, but still tastes are very um, um, idiosyncratic for a certain country market. Yeah, very specific. So you, you also need to adapt to that a bit, like Coca-Cola does. Coca-Cola does not have the same sweetness in every single country market. It's much sweeter in India because the Indians have a very sweet tongue. Yeah, It's also coming from different sugar sources. You have different bottle sizes. In, in Thailand, you, have a, you run a completely different ad um, um, advertising you know, uh, or promotional campaign because people just associate a little bit um, other other factors or other things with it. Um, um, you have local celebrities that you use because they connect the global brand with the local people. You know, they are the connectors. So it's it's really uh, an, a very very interesting field to see how global brands um, internationalize, um, how they. Um, what kind of setbacks they have at the beginning when they do not study their customers in that country market because very often US companies think, oh, let's go for it. Uh, um, everyone is the same, but it's not true. Yeah, People have different tastes and, and desires and uh, needs. So that's something that you really need to know. And once you know that, then you will be successful in, in, in the market. Yeah. Well, you probably have you know, because you told me before our podcast that you know how other cultures are. So basically you can have like a manual per country and give it to a brand and say like, this is what you need to do with each of these cultures. And there yeah. probably need, needs to be more people like you to direct these brands. Yeah, most probably. But I think before you enter the market, uh, you need to do your homework. I think that is it. You need to get yourself familiar. You have to have an understanding. Yeah. Also, it's not only the, the, the big brands, yeah, but also when you as a tourist, you go somewhere, you have to inform yourself how do they dress, what I'm allowed to do and, and, and what gestures, for example. Yeah. So in, in, in certain markets, um, um, you may not show the sole of your feet or you uh, in the US you might hug a little child and and uh, this is something that you might not do in another country market you know um, or look people into their eyes this is an act of appreciation and respect right but in Asian markets you wouldn't do that yeah so these are little things or when you when you are on a business trip in Japan so um, still we work with with business cards in paper form right uh, it's not only on an app but how do you present your business card how do you do that we are used here you go hey here's my business card and let's get in touch you know with one that's how it is in America anyway 
Yeah, but not in Japan because you, you need to use both of the hands, be very humble and hand over your business card. And then when you receive the business card, you look at it and then you study basically the business card. Yeah, and you do not put it into your pocket. It's kind of something that you... Um, that you it's it's of value you know you have to take care of it uh, and um i like that <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of uh uh ways of cultural uh habits and the way of understanding and do's and don'ts and yeah i, th- I thought it was interesting where you said to me earlier that a smile is a sign of weakness in some countries yeah you should not um you have to just understand where where that is uh, appropriate and where it's not appropriate yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> setback. I thought it was interesting some of the setbacks you told me you had where people underestimate you talk about some of your setbacks and how you've overcome them yeah so my setbacks um my the first setback was that I could not go back to the airline industry, so I had to really pff, that that was huge. That was one of the major setbacks that really were hurtful for me. I was very young, and I you know when you you commit so much time into studying because you have this this goal, and then it's not realizing pff, that is that is that is a big big thing, <laughs> and. Um, also then when the financial crisis kicked in, uh, when I started my career and it was finished before I even, you know, climbed the ladder up. And then also COVID was something that I, I also had to kind of work around again, but um, things happen, you know, and then also huh, Austria is still considered as a very male dominated country, you know, like Japan and here. There's a cultural ranking by Hofstede. It's, it's a dimensional thing. Uh, he has six different dimensions. One of this is masculinity versus femininity. And Austria ranks like almost the highest, I think, um, uh, compared to other country markets. So it's really very male dominated. And uh, women are at a disadvantage. Uh, and uh, yeah, we are enforcing a lot of laws here right now, but still, you know, with a, a, a law enforcement, you cannot change the mind of the people or a mentality that takes much longer to change a culture, you know, than to just change the law, right? Um, so also, uh, <laughs> um, being a former flight attendant and um, being blonde or is 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 yeah you are automatically put into into a section of not clever enough sometimes that's what i felt uh and uh, especially at the university when i started studying it was like oh, this girl never gonna pass an exam you know but i did <laughs> and uh, i passed all the exams <laughs> and um yeah that, that this that is something that that was hard on me uh, and and uh, it's, it's difficult to to manage and and work around and find your way and and not feeling not not being good enough you know i, I was raised anyway more in a family setting where 
um, I was conditioned to play small. So when these setbacks are happening, then it's it's then even more so difficult to get out of that again. Yeah, to say, okay, I deserve to be good. I deserve to to shine. I deserve to own my power. And um, so it, that's hard work to get there. It is. Yeah. I've been there too. Even as a TV reporter, it's like you can't be smart and be attractive. It's like it's bizarre the way people view view things. It's their perception. But it, obviously, it's similar around the world. If you've felt that way, I've felt that way. And it's like we have to prove ourselves harder because of those setbacks. Yeah, you have the feeling you you really have to work so much harder than your male counterpart basically yeah to to prove yourself that you are clever enough and you are good enough and uh, that your voice counts basically yeah agreed yeah and and but it's you know so it's it's just harder to stand out and i'm sure there's so many things that you want to do in your own country that you may feel that you can't um just for the way you'll be perceived and hopefully that changes as the years go on I think so, because the younger generation, the Gen Zs, and uh, um, I think they, they, they just grow up with a, with a different mindset and uh, have freed themselves from that. And it's, it's going to change. It's going to change, I, I'm sure. Uh, it, it will happen. Yeah. Sorry, what makes you strong? Because you've been through all of this. So you're like such a strong yeah. woman, a, life, a lot of life experiences. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear more about like, what makes you strong. I think the setbacks made me strong because it's always a question of how you see setbacks. Yeah, so see them as opportunities and not as the victims. I lo- I see a lot of people always playing the victims. Yeah, it's that's 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 how it is, and that's me. I do not deserve anything better. So I cannot hear that. You know, it's kind of giving up. I'm the one, okay, no, not with me, yeah? So you get up, yeah? And and uh, you just need to take a, a different perspective on these things. I know it's always easier said than done. It's not easy, I know that. So I think staying positive and also on seeing these setbacks as chances and um, reflecting on it. So that, that uh, what is life telling me? Um, what do I not see right now? What is there to learn? What is the reason why is this happening? And I think everything happens for a reason. And um, yeah, I also often come uh, to this, to my limits, but then I really sit back and, and I say, okay, I'm in the eye of a hurricane right now. I don't know what's going on. So then what I do instead of kind of being stressed, I just sit back, relax, drink a cup of coffee and think, okay, so let's check it out. So I really, I I do exactly the opposite on purpose. That's intentional. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, because how should you otherwise solve a problem? And that's also something what I've learned as, as, a, as a flight attendant to be clear in my mind. Yeah, you, it, it, it just takes often a few seconds to take yourself out of that and have a different perspective on things and um, try not to get the emotions too much into your way and look on the facts, what's going on yeah, and what is the reason. And then things very often, um, yeah, um, are sold in a, in, a, in a fantastic way. and. Yeah, 
never give up, find a solution. And, uh, and I think also this, this setbacks help, help us leap. So we grow much, much faster. And there is a, a book I would like to recommend. I don't know, Chen, if you have read it. Mm-hmm. It's by Gay Hendricks, uh, The Big Leap. No. It's all about finding and uh, finding your zone of genius and living in your zone of genius. It's about these limiting beliefs mm-hmm. uh, that you you yourself are establishing. You know, it's it's you are not allowed to be bigger than anyone else and and shine. You know, and I think that is um, this book helped me a lot. So. It's a yeah, I'm gonna get it. Thank you. Limited. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Playing Big by Tara Moore is also a wonderful book. I loved reading it. It's also about going for your calling and connecting with your inner wisdom. That is another thing that I really do when I uh when I uh I'm having a setback or I'm feeling like lost then I can uh, connect with my inner inner wisdom and I ask her this voice that is a very calming voice. Please do not confuse that voice with your loud, noisy voice that is always telling you what you should not do to, because it wants to keep you safe. But there's this other voice. It's, it's, it's only answering you when you ask her mm-hmm. and it comes so in, in, in different forms like either... It, it kind of, it, for me, it comes up on the right, above my right eye, and then it tells me, this is, this is good, you should go for it. Or it comes in signs, or it comes in words, or you watch a movie, and in the movie, you, suddenly there is a headline or anything. So you get your answer, and there's always help out there. And I like to connect because uh, it, it gives me uh, a certain feeling of yeah, being safe. Um, that I can trust my instinct, my inner gut. And um, because we always try to get confirmation from outside, from others. Um, it's nice to have that and also to see the, the blind spots that we have. But I think the answers are very much in us. So we, we have them already. We just do not listen to them or do not open up to them. Yeah. Not true. So- it's kind of like meditating and oh, it's okay. Is that a plane? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of like meditating or um, what's the word people use when they're, they're trying to make like their thoughts become real. Um, uh, I can't think of the word I right now. Meditating. Basically, yeah. It's, it's just like affirmations. It's like a way to, to bring what you want in life to you. So it's yeah. interesting because I think you're saying like one part of your mind wants to keep you safe, but it's okay to remind it that you can like let go and be your best self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, uh, they play safe and they listen to this loud uh, voice. Mm-hmm. But uh, in order to grow and in order to learn, um, you have to go past that. Um, I mean, there's... It doesn't mean that you should not take every risk. Yeah, I'm a very uh, calculated risk taker. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what I'm into, but still, I take the risk because without doing that, I will I will not be able to grow. And I want to grow, and I love growing. It's it's 
it's you 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 can you're capable of so much more than you think you can um with our limiting beliefs um it's 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 nice to be safe but I like to have an exciting life and, and a life I want to be proud of accomplishing something. And most of that you can only do when you go out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Okay. And I think one of, one of my uh, words that would describe me is being courageous. Just go for it, do it. And um, it, it's, it's very often not as difficult as you think it is. <laughs> Especially as an entrepreneur, you have to do that. Yeah. You have to be open to that. But be intentional, have a strategy. Have a strategy, yeah? because otherwise, without a strategy, you, you cannot reach your goals. Yeah? Or it takes you so much longer. Yeah? We're so much alike. It's like, I think we should be sisters. <laughs> hmm? I don't know, maybe we are. You, know, you never know. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So what do you love now about being an entrepreneur? What's the best part of it now that you're kind of flying high and you're free? Uh, the best part of it is actually, um, yes, being free, making my own decision. Um, it's about, uh, yeah, basically this being free also means for me be the true version of myself because I do not need to play by others what they want from me. <laughs> yeah, so I can uh, allow myself and also without regret to make my own decision that get me closer to, to what I want to be or to my vision. That's what I visualize for myself in life, what I want to have and, and why that is so. And um, yeah, also that... Uh, working into my own pockets and not being accountable to someone else uh, but to myself yeah. and also being creative in my own way choosing every day how I want to how I want to um, spend my day whom I want to work with whom I want to collaborate with and who are my customers um, and also whom I, yeah to, to choose freely basically yeah and yeah. I think it's also about about, about uh, allowing ourselves because we deserve it yeah so also doing that feeling not guilty to do what you love to do yeah I am very often, yeah very often I felt like guilty because I chose my way of doing things and why should I? It's unapologetically I have to do that. So it's, why should I feel guilty? You know, this is kind of also an unconditioning of an old uh, belief, a limiting belief pattern. Yeah. I agree. I know more people need to be like us, be like us, but not everyone is, you know, they, but then again, if we didn't have people that preferred nine to five jobs and being safe, then there wouldn't be entrepreneurs standing out like us or others in the world yeah exactly yeah absolutely and um i also what i enjoy is being in my sweet spot you know with 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 who i am so i i now i'm really i'm myself i try every day to be the best version of myself and that is being my my sweet spot. So with um, doing what I'm capable of, um, serving my clients, and with the real me, my my me as a person, my character, 
And I think a sweet spot is also something that um, uh, cannot be imitated by anyone else. It's that what differentiates you from your competition. Yeah. Yeah. I, sorry. Yeah. What I wanted to add is that is being on brand. Yeah, because a brand is how you, what is the perception is that you have in the market. And that is how you connect with others. A brand is a, setting up a relationship with your customers on a visceral, on an emotional level. And that's what's make, what makes the brand strong. And that's how you differentiate. That's your sweet spot. That's what you are living and, and pushing to the outside, to the world. <laughs> right, and it comes down to color and various things that affect people's emotions. Uh-huh. It's everything. And I also found interesting that I didn't know this about you from our several conversations that, you know, I asked you what was the biggest risk you've taken and you said there was a time in your life you lost your car, your flat. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that's... It, that's my biggest risk that I would say, I mean, it's all physical, it's, 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 um, it's material, it's, 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 it's something that, um, I mean, you can live without a car, you can live without a flat, but it's not nice to lose everything. Yeah? And I think the worst, it, it didn't happen, it's just my fear, you know, that if things would not work out uh, to live under the bridge, which I right. do not want. <laughs> you working hard. Yeah, it's not it's not going there but I think everyone fears that to have a financial loss and that you lose everything and and also um, your reputation or thinking about oh my god what will other people think of me seeing me like that you know you feel like a complete failure and mm -hmm. that's what is not so nice to that's what I think uh, is is what people are fearing. To, uh, they don't want to fail. It keeps them on their toes. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, um, and that is again is playing safe, which which um, people then keep holding back from making this last step into entrepreneurship. So they stay with a nine to five job they do not really like or not, which doesn't make them happy. You know. Right. More people yeah. need to let go. But yeah. tell us about the future of your brand or business. I want to hear about the courses you're doing. I want people to learn about you and to be able to log on to your website or possibly even pay for one of your courses. Yeah, so um, my website is called BridgetBrands.com. So you will find everything on there. And I don't know, maybe you put in the show notes also my LinkedIn handle. And because I'm very busy on LinkedIn, that's my preferred platform. <laughs> but um, back to my business, Bridget Brands is a boutique branding uh, consultancy. And um, what I do is I... Yeah, help my clients craft meaningful strategies that effect, uh, effectively elevate their brains to unleash their full potential and full potential and shine. So it's about corporate brains, um, uh, but also personal brains. And you mentioned our book before, Significant Women. And going writing this book was very healing uh, for me. And Somehow also my whole experience about brains and my life and my personal journey kind of um, make me to um, focus more on personal branding. And that's where my passion is right now, 
because behind every company, behind every logo, behind every product or service or experience that you have is a person or is a team, are human beings. And every brand actually, in order to, to be a strong brand, wants to be a human being because you want to elicit feelings in your, in your clients. Mm -hmm. um, because they want to feel something. You, with your brand, are their extended self. It's why is a Porsche driver driving a Porsche? Um, why are you wearing a Gucci bag? Why are you going for um, a private label brand of Trader Joe's? Um, because you feel something when you use it, you know? So it's, it's people behind. And um, yeah, so this is something that I, I fell in love with and I'm focusing now on personal branding and also we'll do workshops, uh, physical workshops. But uh, I also now in fall launched my first digital course about personal branding. It's called Own Your Brilliance, Make Your Brain Shine. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly for clients who are unhappy in their nine to five job, uh, who are on the fence, who always dreamed about becoming their own boss, but lack in clarity and are also fraught with fear because they don't know how to do it. They don't have a plan. They lack in self-confidence. So what they get in this course is kind of a mindset shift. So I help them, you know, to have craft a meaningful vision where they want to get and how to get there, dissolving this, limiting beliefs, and then having a plan, having a framework to build their brand that makes them shine, their customer will love them for. So to make them the hero, the, the, the guide of their customers, which are the heroes. So it's, it's something that um, really gives them enough confidence to, to make this the next move. Yeah, because they deserve it. They want to be happy and uh, want to have a life they dreamed about with all the advantages. And Especially after COVID, I think a lot of people yes. want to just know, be happier. There are studies out there that a lot of people don't want to go back to the offices. And oh. especially those that, that really... Um, started to enjoy working from home and already had a side hustle. For them, it's clear sooner or later, that's it for me, you know. Um, yeah. And why not doing it? I mean, it's that's your own life. You have that life. And there is a, a lot of people say, no, it's too late to change and to make it. It's never too late. Um, no. You regret it at the end. And I think that's... Uh, that's not something that um, you want to leave behind, you know? No, we get one life. So oh, yeah. to wrap it up, what do you think is the, the best trait an entrepreneur could have? Uh, being courageous, um, um, being intentional, um, have common sense, um, you need to find your own way of doing things. You need to walk your own path. Um, have a positive mindset. Have faith. Um, you trust your inner wisdom, your inner gut. 
Um, have a strategy. Oh my God, yeah, when I say be intentional, have a strategy how to do so. And uh, have a network, yeah, build a network around you. Um, we have talked about that with like minded people. So there's this law of proximity and law of attraction, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's always the way of how you also treat yourself and how you treat others and, and, and make sure that you are really um, surrounded by people that, that, that have your back and vice versa. It's, it's, it's always good to grow within a community uh, that, um, um, that gives you in times when you are not uh, in such a good mood or when you are questioning yourself, uh, it gives you again this energy and the support that you need to survive that specific day and see the day uh see it differently on the next day right yeah you have to have a clear why your vision yeah, why you are doing what you're doing and how you're doing it so the clear why simon sinek says it also um, yeah. only the why is inspiring it's not only inspiring you but it's also inspiring others around you Mm. So that is what keeps you going. So you have to, to really have this, this why you are here on this planet, uh, why you and what you're serving. Mm. I need to work on that more too, the why. You're the second person who told me that in like a week. So there's a sign there. And they mentioned Simon Sinek. Both of you did. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's... Uh, we all are on the way. We are all working on it. Um, it's some days it's easier, some days are not. But I think the awareness already counts to be aware of that, and uh, to to continuously work on it. I think mm -hmm. that is really important. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bridget. I really enjoyed this. You gave amazing advice for anyone who's ready to let go and be their own boss. And I love what you mentioned about brands. It's fascinating to learn about Coke and Starbucks and the things you can and can't do in other countries. So I really appreciate it. And your website, one more time, is it Brands Talk or Bridget Brands? Okay, so BridgetBrands.com is my website. And you bring it up, Brands Talk is my podcast. <laughs> I hope I will have you on my show soon. <laughs> I would love to. Count me in. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah it's a show about brains and uh we uh i i invite uh, thought leaders opinion leaders and experts who talk about the topic of branding and now a little bit more so about personal branding well great i'm sure i'll keep learning from it so thank you so much i hope you have a great rest of your day and evening and i appreciate it so everyone head to bridgetbrands.com well that's it for now thanks everyone for joining us please reach out to me so i can feature you on my show i do respond to everyone you can find me on my instagram at jennifer sherlock or my business instagram at jennacom and check out our new website coming soon livewithoutanet.com thanks again and i look forward to taking risks with you